Imagine starting a job during a pandemic. Serving up at the breakfast buffet, we have Danielle DeVizio, an assistant health educator from Middlesex County. Learn about her story and her journey, and even how she made some extra income while in college. I hope you guys enjoy. Do it! And here we are. We have a South Plainfield native. We have Danielle DeVizio, a TCNJ graduate of uh, public health and American Sign Language, who spent her first year out of college building her own her own brand um, in uh, in Arbonne, right? A health and wellness company, and then now is a health educator of Middlesex County, uh, who started her career actually helping out on the front lines of this pandemic, COVID-19. So how are you doing, Danielle? Hi, Ray. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, you've done a lot, um, you know, recently this month. So I want to thank you for your time. I'm sure you're you're busy and everything with this. Um, so how was that as like just a first day of the job, just being, boom, hit straight on with, with this COVID-19? It's definitely been interesting and obviously nothing I would have expected. Um, when I graduated college with my public health degree, I actually went right into teaching at a preschool. Um, that was till I was able to find a job in my personal field. And it just so happened that I got the job in February and my papers were in and ready by April and COVID took over and they put me right on the front lines and just threw me right in. So it's been um, a little scary, but also exciting to be able to finally be in, you know, the field that I love and being able to help people and they really need it. So it's definitely um, an experience that, you know, I don't want to say I'm not taking it for granted because obviously I wish it wasn't happening, but it's what the public health field prepares for all their lives and all I always studied. So definitely um a crazy experience to say the least yeah that's actually pretty interesting like your first first time you know first day on the job um you know you're definitely more I feel like you're more alert you know you're on your toes um you feel like it was an advantage or kind of a disadvantage to go in as you know your first time um, so as far as what I'm hired for in health education, I definitely was excited to kind of hit the ground running in that field. However, this is giving me more of a hands-on approach. Um, I was actually at the testing site on Friday and uh, delivering the COVID testings to all the patients. And, you know, that was more of a hands-on role than I'm used to in the public health department. So I really think it is to my advantage because in the future, I'll always have this under my belt and it really is the hardest that I'm going to face as well as any other healthcare provider right now, doctors, nurses, um, therapists, everyone, everyone in the field. So I do think it's an advantage because as nervous as I was going into it, um, I, ne I now know that I can really do whatever I need to in this field. And, you know, nothing held me back. I was fearful at first, but then I knew that was where I was meant to be. And I was, I was ready to take it and run with it. And, you know, I'm proud of the way I've, I've started. And at the end of the day, it's it's what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm helping other people and trying to stop the spread of this crazy virus. So, you know, kind of is what it is. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. You know, um, 
in college or, or before you, know, you even started, is there like a, a thing that prepares you for this or, you know, just like a protocol that they have? So I actually, uh, for one of my classes, my junior year of college, I became a member of the Medical Reserve Corp, which is for any kind of natural disaster pandemic. Um, it pretty much prepares uh, the health field, the public, the public health department in every county for a natural disaster or something like this. Um, I was certified in Mercer County because I was a, a Ewing local for all four years of college, but it ended up I got hired by Middlesex County and I have now transferred over to a Middlesex County volunteer as well, but now I get paid to do what I was once volunteering for. Um, so I guess when it comes to protocol, I was prepared in that sense and every class I've ever taken is just completely relatable to what's going on. So really TCNJ prepared me for everything that this field is about to show me. Wow, that's awesome. And you talked about, you know, you're doing volunteer work in college. What other volunteer work and everything just to get your resume up, you know, for what you're doing now? Yeah, so in college, not only did I do the Medical Reserve Corps, but I also did a lot for the Alzheimer's Association, um, something I'm very passionate about. My grandfather passed from Alzheimer's, and I did a lot of fundraising, um, personal fundraising with my old sorority. I also do fundraising through my personal Arbonne business for um, local nursing home residents and just getting things to them that they wouldn't have, such as just uh, like cosmetic products, hand lotions, hydration stuff. And I actually was able with my team to do a COVID-19 drive as well. So we were able to get some stuff to healthcare providers through Arbonne. So it's a lot of the volunteering that I do. Um, it's a lot of with elderly and in the health field. And it really all kind of combines and relates. So. Yeah, for sure. You know, combines, relates, gets that experience up and, uh, you know, you're helping people, which is the most important part. So I guess all, all that volunteer work, all that experience you had, it really prepared you for this time. Um, so now what is like, what is your day to day? Like, what is, what are you doing day to day now? So since it's my first, it's actually going to be my third week on the job. And since then I was taking calls for COVID testing, scheduling, helping people just with general questions. Um, you know, if they were exposed, what to do, if they were diagnosed positive or negative, what their um, procedures should be following their results, uh, scheduling testing, and now I'm hands-on in the test site. So next week looks like I'm going to be at that test site three days next week, and the other two days I'll be taking some more courses at home. I'm getting uh, certifications in health education, radiation training, all different types of um, medical reserve corp training that'll prepare me for anything that can happen in my job. It's really not uh, the same thing every day, but for right now, it's just getting those tests out and getting as many people tested as we can to stop the spread, so. Yeah, and you're talking about, yeah, yeah, you're talking about like doing different certifications and everything. Uh, so is this you using your uh, quarantine time wisely and just taking on these certifications while you can, or is it something you have to do anyway? So for my job, we have initial trainings and obviously people, when they start a job in the public health field, especially in the, in the county um, of Middlesex, they normally do these trainings at the start of their job and they may never even use what they learned. But for me, I'm learning as well as doing it um, at the same time. So it is a job requirement and I'm actually going to be um, 
going to get my certification as a health education specialist once the pandemic is over. So that'll be my name, my main focus once once COVID hopefully comes to an end soon and I can get in my certification and my specialization and move up the ranks in the county. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about, you know, moving up the ranks, continuing to learn. Um, I, I interviewed a, a, a nurse, uh, you know, in Iowa about, you know, this whole situation and just with the patients. And he talks about how, how he has to treat every patient kind of the same and try to keep the positivity up. Is that something that you try to do? Absolutely. Especially in a time like this where, you know, people are stuck in their houses and even people that aren't stuck in their houses, they're coming out, they're going to the hospitals, they're getting tested. It's not something that they want to do. And the way I work is every person that comes through that test site, I imagine though, as though it was my family member and how I'd feel if that was my mom or my dad or my grandparent or friend coming through to get tested. And even though it's just so simple, instructing them what to do and getting their test done, just being as nice and positive as possible and, you know, just telling them to take care and be careful. And especially when I'm in the call center answering calls, people call me and some of the calls I've gotten are honestly frightening. People are so scared. They're crying on the other end. You know, I feel as though my dad's about to die. What do I do? And it's so sad. And you just need to, you know, be an, a listening ear, um, in a time of such uncertainty, but definitely keeping the positivity and any, any kind of clear mind I could give someone that I'm working with is definitely a main, a main priority of mine in all that I do, especially in this field in this time. So definitely. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's important. That speaks a lot about your character because some of these people, you know, they're calling in, you know, this is, so they think of it as life and death, you know, this is the end all be all. This is a scary moment in their life. And then for you, you're picking up that phone. You, For you, it's just another day at the office. And, you know, that's that's incredible to, to, to keep that mindset. And uh, I'm sure it's incredibly hard to do day after day. But, you know, what, what do you just tell yourself to get to get through it? I just tell myself if there needs to be someone doing it and why not it be me? Um, you know, not everyone can pick up the phone and hear hear that on the other end. Not everyone can look at someone that's extremely sick and, you know, seems as though they're falling asleep in the backseat of a car, but they're needing to take their test. And I just kind of tell myself I'm there for a reason. And, you know, I, I'm there to help people and it's what I've been wanting to do my whole life. So I'm finally living it and um, just trying to keep a positive attitude. And since I'm new, like, I know I'm not going to be perfect. Um, I'm definitely trying to to stay lenient on myself and what I'm learning as I go. Uh, no one really knows what they're doing in this situation. We never could have expected this or prepared for it as well as we tried. Um, so I'm really just, just trying to remind myself that I'm there for a reason. And if it's not, who better to do it than me? Right. I like that. I like that philosophy for sure. Um, and you also had a minor in American Sign Language, right? In, in yes. college? Yes, yeah, so, I did. Uh, yeah, if you you, uh, you use it now, do you use it to like uh, translate any anything that you need to do at work or, or just anything, any speeches? Yeah, so actually it's crazy. The other day at the test site, you know, there's a, not only a language barrier for people in the deaf community, but a cultural barrier. And I was at the test site for my very first time, and it was the first time a lot of the staff was meeting me. And I guess they just remembered from my interview that I was – uh, you know, a sign language speaker. And while I'm not fluent, they knew that I was the only one there that could do it. And they had two deaf men that tried to come and um, 
take and get a COVID test and they couldn't communicate with them. And the staff was getting frustrated. And of course, the two men were as well. And it clicked in their head that I could talk to them. So they drove me over to where they were immediately. And I walked over and they were two of the sweetest guys ever. And they, they thanked me for, you know, they were so happy that I was able to speak with them in their language. And it ended up that they were there because they thought they had to get tested when really the procedure is just if you have symptoms or if you have a doctor's note, you can call and make an appointment. Um, but they were just there because of the cultural barrier. They didn't know that you don't have to come and get tested just because everyone else is or you feel as though everyone else is. So I was able to tell them, I kind of joked with them, sir, go home. You're fine. It's, you know, you don't need to be here. You're not sick. I asked him, are you sick? And this is fine in sign language. He said, no, I'm fine. So I, I went off and just joked with him and kind of made him feel better. And, you know, it was, it was so rewarding to be able to use what I minored in in college and something I'm so passionate about literally my first day on the testing site job. So it was definitely rewarding. And my coworkers were impressed and happy that I have that ability. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sure they're glad to have you there. But talking about using using what you learned in college, wow. So you really learned, you really used what you learned in college, even on that first day. Um, day one. You know, yeah, day one, you're using it. Um, so to people interested in, you know, doing what you do, what would you recommend them to do, like in college or, you know, maybe they want to get, maybe, maybe they're thinking about it, maybe they're freshmen in college, maybe they're still in high school and they're thinking about, becoming what, what you are, what, what kind of steps and guidance can you give them? So I honestly went into college as an open options major, and I had a very difficult time finding my way. Um, I knew going into college, I wanted to be in the health field, and I wanted to work specifically with children and with the elderly, but I wasn't sure how. Um, I didn't get into the public health major until I was a junior, actually, and it was a new major. I was stuck between nursing and psych. I thought I wanted to be an OT. I thought uh, maybe I wanted to be a nurse. I thought maybe I wanted to be a speech language pathologist because of my sign language knowledge. I was just completely all over the place. But once the public health major came out, I heard you know, what it had to offer and I felt, okay, this is gonna get my foot in the door to the healthcare system and I could really just work my way to where I wanna be. So any advice I would give is if you feel that you wanna be in the healthcare system but you're not quite sure how and you don't exactly wanna be a hands-on nurse or PA or doctor, the health, the public health field definitely can get your foot in the door. You know, if I'm not at the county my whole life, I may try to get into a children's hospital at some point within the next few years and maybe manage a floor on the children's hospital. You know, public health is so broad. And I think especially now during this pandemic, people finally know how important it is. So I think definitely if you have a, a passion for health, but if you just don't have it in you to be that hands-on nurse every day, it's definitely something to look into and take, take some public health courses. Um, it's definitely relatable to every other field as well. So got nothing to lose by taking some courses. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So you're saying like one of your goals right now, right? Or, you know, short-term goals is to manage, you know, children, a floor on the children's hospital, right? Do you have any other like long-term or major goals that you have? So since I just started and I was obviously super excited to get a job in my field after being a teacher for a little a little time, as much as I loved it and being with pre-K students, because that's really my favorite age to work with. Um, my, my future goal is within the next year, I want to be certified in, um, as a health education specialist so that I can move up. And I'm kind of just trying to see where it takes me. I'm a person that always 
feels as though I have to have a plan. And I've learned through college that every time you have a plan, life just takes you another direction. So especially even starting my job, I could have never told you I'm going to start my public health career mid pandemic. So I'm kind of just trying to take it as it goes and, um, you know, just trust the process and see where it takes me. And as I observe my own job and the people around me, you know, I think I'll be able to find my way and hopefully, hopefully benefit not only myself, but the people around me. All right. Yeah. Believing in the process and, uh, you know, learning from your coworkers and and everyone else from the field, you know, keeping that open mind. Like you said, you might discover something new and and, and get into something that you never even thought of. Um, So let's let's talk. Let's touch upon your your uh, your Airbon. Right. That's how you say it. Arbon, Yeah. Right. Arbon. Arbon. Sorry. Um, The health and wellness. Right. Health and Mm -hmm. wellness company. Um, And you've been doing, you know, right, right out of college, you know, you were you were hustling with, with this brand and everything, and uh, you know uh, you're still doing it now, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. It's my side job. Yep. I'm still doing it. Yes. Talk about that building that brand and how you balance it now with you you working basically you know on the front lines and everything. How are you balancing all this? So it's definitely not easy. I'm learning my balance as I go. Um, I started Arbon in April of last year, a month before I graduated college. Pretty much I'm a consultant for Arbon, which is a health and wellness company for healthy living inside and out. So I sell products, but I also build a team and lead my team to healthier lives and financial freedom. Um, I obviously, I do have a full-time career and I don't necessarily need the money, um, but the benefits of the community and the healthy products and Obviously, I'm passionate about health and wellness, so I, you know, I'm very careful with what I put on my skin, my makeup, my skincare. Um, and as far as, you know, working the business, it's definitely not easy with my full-time job. And even in, in the fall, I was a full-time preschool teacher. So this is something that I am super passionate about and know I'll have along the ride with me. And it's also a nice uh, a nice way to make a decent amount of side money at this point in my business. So definitely just finding my balance as I go and life changes, but it's always going to be something I'm going to have with me. So, yeah, for sure. You know, like you said, you're, you're passionate about it. You have a pride in this brand and this company. Like you said, you use the products, you like it. So I think that's, that's very interesting. Like you said, you don't need it. You don't need it, but you're just so passionate about it. And I think that's very important. And, building a company and building a culture, you know, uh, um, is that something that, you know, you take into account, you know, building this brand? I noticed you, your sister opened up her own, uh, her own uh, Arbon, right, store and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, so pretty much my sister just started her own Arbon business as well after watching me for a year and everyone's, you know, pretty skeptical, skeptical about network marketing and things like that. But I think after watching me for a year, People are seeing that if you do continue something like network marketing, especially in a business like Arbon that's been around for 40 years, the community is just incredible. And if you're passionate about it, the pay will come. And I think people are starting to see that I am being successful and I am making money in it. And my sister, she's been using the products since the day I started because I we live in the same house now. So she uses all my products and she fell in love with them and figured why not start this? And she's already in love with the community. And it's great to see because I've been talking about it every day for the last year. So. Right. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, you could even start up in college, right? You don't need to be, you don't need a degree and you don't need to graduate, you know, to do it. And I I think that's important just to learn, just to learn early on how to build a brand, you know, 
uh, how to how to sell, you know, how to sell not only yourself a brand but products too. And I think that's an important skill to have. And like you said, you know, when you first start it, you're not making all this money. But just like any job, you know, you got to build that, you got to build that street cred, as they say, and and learn how to sell and, you know, network and connect, you know, and and I'm Absolutely. sure that's a that was an important skill. That was probably an important skill you learned, right? Networking. Yeah, absolutely. And in network marketing, you know, it is. It's all about talking and getting yourself out there and, you know, really getting out of your comfort zone, especially in something like Arbonne, a health and wellness company. For me, someone that's so passionate about health and wellness, and I've learned so much from the girls and the women on my team. And it's not only just learning about Arbonne, it's learning about my health, um, learning about my nutrition. There's a nutritionist on my team, a nurse practitioner, a doctor, a PA, a judge. Like there's, it's all walks of life. And that's something I really love. Um, We have teachers, we have a stay-at-home mom, anything you can think of. And we really just all have one passion for Arbonne and our products and, you know, why why they're the best out there. So we all relate, but we also all talk outside of Arbonne, just about our normal lives. And I've learned a lot from my team and it's something i'm really thankful to have along the ride with me yeah that's super important to have that that big of a team and that diverse of a team like you said a judge a a teacher you know if you have a problem with something life life wise or anything boom you have that connection right there here you know because there's so many ways of doing different things and it's great to always be willing to learn and pick off a different people so i asked this to everyone right Mm -hmm. your adversity moment what kind of adversity have you been through in your life that is part of you, part of your story and part of your journey now? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, growing up, I was a gymnast. Um, I was always like, you know, one of not one, one of the best on my team. And I was, you know, very good at what I did. And I practiced really hard. And when I went to college, I didn't have that. And I ended up joining a sorority and it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. And I ended up dropping my letters and people don't really do that, especially nowadays you get in a sorority and you feel as though you need to stay. And I, I love every one of the girls, but it just, it just did not click with me. And something that most people don't have the strength to do is to leave something and have the fear of everyone thinking differently of them. Um, but I did decide my sophomore year after being in my sorority for a year to drop my letters. And um, it's definitely not something people do, but it was something that I knew would be the best decision for me. And I guess that is something that was really hard to go through. You know, you your dream of going to college and joining a sorority and it's the dream that every girl wants. And when I was there and it wasn't exactly what I was meant to be in and I knew that. Uh, it definitely was tough and leaving was tough. And most girls just stay because they feel that they have something and they just want to be a part of something. But I knew that I was fine on my own and, and with my own friends. And I knew that my true friends from the sorority would stick letters or not. And to this day, I'm a year out of the graduation and I was right. And I'm forever thankful for the experience and the connections I've made um, through that sorority. And it ultimately led me to something like Arbonne and finding a group of girls that are just like me and it is really like my side thing because it's something that's not a huge part of my everyday but it's something that's a huge part of my life um and that's a lot of what the sorority was and I think that was definitely a time of 
I guess you could say adversity because it was like all eyes were on me. This girl's leaving. What is she doing? You know, in college, Greek life means everything. If you're not in a sport, Greek life is everything. So being in it and then being out of it um, was definitely an experience and kind of shined a light on me, not in the most positive sense that I'm used to. So it was definitely something that uh, definitely changed me. But I realized that at the end of the day, what's best for me is the decision that I should ultimately make. So yeah, for sure. You decided not to take the path that everyone takes, you know, uh, we, we have a saying with, with wrestling mindset, don't just have an ordinary college experience, have an extraordinary one. That means, you know, maybe, you know, achieve your goals. It doesn't mean be it, be the average college kid, go out partying and messing around doing the wrong things, right? If you have a goal and you want to get to it, you got to make those sacrifices. You know, if you want to do great things and, you know, extraordinary things, you can't be ordinary. You got to make those sacrifices. And, you know, you, you making those choices and decisions, you know, it's safe to say you wouldn't be at the position you're at now, you know? And that's, that's very, yeah, that's very important. And and, and it's a good lesson to learn. You know, a a lot of people, I call it getting lost in the city. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of my NYU guys, they got, they got lost in the city, man. They let the city get the best of them and uh, away from their goals and stuff. And uh, it happens everywhere. It happens, it happens in any, any college, even some high schools, you know, uh, you know, a lot of those things, it can get repetitive, right? You know, sororities and, and fraternities and everything, that stuff can get repetitive. But to, to take the, the road last traveled and seeing rewards for it paying off, that probably feels great, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I got out of it what I wanted to. And I'm thankful for the friendships it gave me and the lessons it gave me. And yeah, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, and you, you develop some really great friends, you know, afterwards and uh, a really good support system. Um, so another question I asked, right, who is Danielle DeVizio and what do you want to be known for? Um, who am I? I am, I'm probably, um, I'm just a really nice person. I don't know who am I. Um, it's funny. I don't know. It's funny because when people ask me that, like in high school, who are you? Oh, I'm a gymnast. And then I went to, to college, like, who are you? I don't know. I'm a college student. You know, you always label yourself by your job, by what you're doing, your sport. And when I got out of college, I was like, who am I? I was like, I don't know. I don't have a, at the time, I didn't have a job. Um, you know, I was like, I don't know how to label myself. And that's something that a lot of people, I think, have trouble with. Uh, so pretty much I just... I'm your average person that's super passionate about health and wellness and getting moving forward in my job with my family and my friends beside me. And what I want to be known for just making a difference in the health field and in other people's lives. Um, And that's, that's really it. Like I just, I kind of just do my own thing and I'm very uh, pushy on myself and very hard on myself, but I try to, I try to stay focused on, on what's in front of me. That's great. I, I like that answer to that. So the reason why I ask those questions, right? Who are you? That's present moment, right? That's who you are in the present. And then what do you want to be known for? That's that's future. So then you got living in the present and then living in the future. So it kind of makes you accountable. You know, like you said, you you know, a lot of people they don't know who they are. You know, the who could change. The who could change various times in your life. Uh, but what you want to be known for, sometimes that that never changes. And uh 
when you when you have that clear mind and that purpose, everything is more, you know, clear and puts everything in perspective. So, yeah, um, if anyone has any questions about health education, you know, uh, the Arbon business or uh, you know sign language, where could they where could they reach out? So they could always text me, of course, or call me. But I also um, run a health Instagram. I post about Arbon, and I'm also going to be posting more now that I started my new job in the health field. It's Healthy with D, H E A L T H E E with D E E. Um, so you guys could always DM me or, um, you know, ask for my number, give me a call. Um, definitely stuff I'm passionate about, sign language as well. Yeah, for sure, and it's 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 important. You know, social media can be good or bad, as we all know. Uh, yeah. to a lot of people, but it can be good in the sense of seeing what a certain career does, what, what a day-to-day is. It's, uh, it's very important, and especially the positivity and everything. Um, you want to, uh, you have any last knowledge that, or lessons that you want to give anyone out there? Um, definitely just to stay true to yourself, like through college and everything. Like once I, once I got into college, I kind of, I was used to being like in high school, I was the homecoming queen. I was voted nicest to know, like I was used to always being known. And then in college, I kind of fell in the background. And um, I did that on purpose in the sense that I wanted to just focus on what I was doing and where I was going. And um, looking back, if I just got lost, as you said, lost in the city, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now. So definitely just always keeping your head on straight and staying true to yourself. All right, that's important. Um, Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, especially, you know, you're so busy with, you know, the, the health, the health, you know, system and the health education, especially right now. So I want to really thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you asked me to hop on with you. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, anytime. I'm sure, we, I'm sure we'll hear, hear from you again. I oh, appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Play jazz and call.